and there's already a bit yellow blood in my in my veins. Already had a crazy 80 months here, but it just keeps on uh, keeps on going. Welcome to All in Yellow, the official Norwich City podcast. Tukey! Sensational! Who else? Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the All in Yellow podcast. Now, our next guest is someone who is very passionate about Norwich City, about the fans, about the club, and he just loves being here, doesn't he? It's Onel Hernandez. I know, what a guy. And he's had such a unique journey as well. And I'm so glad it's brought him here. And as we're hopefully going to hear, he really has fallen in love with the city. Yes, looking forward to hearing from Onel. But before we get started, make sure you subscribe to the All in Yellow podcast as we aim to bring the best Norwich City insight out there right to you. We're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just search All in Yellow and we're also on the Norwich City YouTube channel if you prefer your podcast in visual form. Well then, Alice, I'm really excited about this one. It's time to do it. Let's have a chat with Onel Hernandez. Onel Hernandez. Hi, how are you? Hi. Thanks um, for joining us. Yeah, um, of course. Um, that's not a problem. Um, I mean, like... The first podcast for for me here with uh, Norwich City and yeah I'm very excited and yeah we'll go easy on you then if you, if it's the first one <laughs> I hope so <laughs> so I want to take you right back to the very beginning um, you were born in Cuba moved to Germany around the age of six am I right in thinking but what are your earliest memories of, of living in Cuba the earliest memories um, it um, it was like just that uh, I grew up with my um, grandmother and um, his son like uh, from my mother, the brother, and my mother was living in Germany at that time. And um, uh, yeah, the only thing that I can remember is that um, I had like, uh, we we don't had a lot, like we just um, was playing as a kid on the street. Um, for me, the biggest thing on that time was like to have, um, I don't know how you say it in the, in, in the UK in English, uh, like, you know, there are some little balls and you can play with them on the street, like very Mar small. Marbles. Marbles, yeah, yes. marbles, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, we had, to, like for us, uh, for me as a kid, was like, I was so excited when I had some marbles to play or like my um, my uncle, he uh, bought me some, like he bought himself some birds, like he had some birds, you know, you let them then out and then they fly around, like stuff, something like that, some normal stuff, natural stuff, not like today, like, a PlayStation or something. This was like um, the start. What I really remember about everything in Cuba that you, we don't had a lot, but we was just um, happy with that. What we got there, and yeah, and it's the only thing that I remember really. And uh, one bad thing as well, like when I, um, when my uh, grandmother she told me, yeah, you have to move now. You have to fly now to Germany." And I was six old, yeah, uh, six years old, and I don't even know what um, was an airplane. Like I went to the airport and then with my older sister and then I have to they put me in that airplane and I was crying my eyes off really I was crying I don't even know what happens and uh, she said yeah you fly you fly a few hours and then you are in Germany you see your mom and everything and for me like I don't even wanted that I don't even know what's, what's going on and that was the thing like the worst situation that I really can remember about it um yeah and that's the only rem had your mom moved to Germany from Cuba and you hadn't moved um, my mom, she uh, met my stepfather and he was German and um, he take her first to Germany and because, I don't know, the, uh, when married in Cuba first and then in Germany and he was allowed then to bring her to Germany and because I, he was not my father on that time, like um, it takes 
a little bit of time to organize everything with the papers and everything. But at the end, um, everything was fine and we could move then to Germany as well. So the life that you've kind of talked about a little bit there and out, is that typical of for people in Cuba? You know, for those who might not be so familiar with the country, uh, what what is life typically like there? <laughs> it's it's not typical. I think the life in Cuba is, uh, it's uh, especially in that times now, it's it's not it's not a good life. Like um, there's a lot of stories that people try to move out of the country, but they don't have the pos possibilities. They don't have the money, and and that way I was lucky. Yeah, but um, there are a lot of people that I know as well that try to swim over or with a boat or some other ways, and um, a lot of people die as well. Like it's it's very difficult. You know, like I don't. I, it, it's a it's a hard time especially now at the moment with the coronavirus and everything Cuba like my mom she's now back in Cuba at the moment <clears throat> and um she told me like people there like they're like my mom because she's she's lucky because she has a German passport and everything and she's still a tourist she have like such a ticket where she can go in the shops and buy food but the people that live there and they never went out they they don't have a ticket like that you know what they have to eat they have to eat what they, what is there around like bananas from the trees or something like that they don't can afford something else and that's why it's 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 a very hard and uh uh horrible life in cuba for them and like there are people that accept it they can't change it they are, they live that life and there are people there try everything to go out of the country to fly to miami or whatever and go away from that all yeah and uh, i don't know this is it's, it's not nice but also like I don't speak only about nice things and uh, bad things about Cuba. Like there, there's really a lot of people, 50% or I don't even know, 60%, they, are, they accept the life how it is. They do the job. They're happy with that, what they have. They don't want nothing else. But they're more as well like the rest of the people there expect more from the life. It's not fair, you know. You, you say your, your mum is, is back living there now. Why did she move back from Germany? And do, do you go and see her much? Yeah, she's not she's not um, completely living there. She's she's hard work. She always won. She stayed there for one year or for three, four, five months. And then she she come back to Germany. She don't like she's always moving there. She stay there a little bit to see her family. And then she come back to Germany, stay here a little bit and then she go back. But she know as well like I mean, we we have the a nice house. We, we she she like I invested already in young young years, um, uh, and money there. And she, we have a little farm where she have cows, and I mean not literally she have forty cows or something like that. Amazing. Yeah, horses and stuff like that, and like she she is fine with that, and that's why it's not a problem for her. She's like just like a part of the Cuban. Like she has a comfortable life there. That's why. Do you feel now that obviously you've achieved success and, and are living a, a very different life? Do you feel an emotional connection or any sort of responsibility to to Cuba and you know the family there and that sort of thing? Yeah, definitely. Like not only to my family. Like I mean, <clears throat> after um, after last year when we went up to the Premier League, uh, I was uh, the first player, uh, the first Cuban player that played in the Premier League and, and to score. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this was for the. Cuban community a big achievement like a lot of Cubans uh, were celebrating that around the world from America to Cuba and everywhere I got so much messages and um, with that point like I I, I can't I, I was thinking like what I could do for my country and I'm thinking about that now in that time like what we can do and with I think we have a lot of people in Cuba that are 
I mean, at, at the moment, this is a little bit difficult because of coronavirus, but um, when the times are coming back where we have better days, there are still waiting, there are people waiting for me where we can start to do some nice things for the youth, like especially because football is like not so popular than here in Europe. Football is there more like, I don't know, the four sports, I don't know, they play more basketball, baseball, like in America. This is other, the main sports in Cuba. Boxers Boxing as well. Yeah. as well, yeah, stuff like that. And football is like always a little bit back, but we uh, like my dream is to try a little bit as well um, to bring the football, like to build some, you know, like soccer pitches, little soccer pitches on the street for the kids that they can play there. Like this is what we uh, want to do maybe in the future, but yeah, we have to wait till the times get better. So do you want to use your your privilege really and your position to, to, to do good things for, for the Cuban people? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and what was it like um, growing up in Germany from the age of six as a Cuban child? Yeah, um, it was um, for me <clears throat> a little bit difficult. I had a difficult youth because uh, from learning the language at the start, my sister, she had, for her was really worse. She I think she has to go directly to the school and it was difficult for her, but she learned as well after time and me as well, like I could speak then sp later as well, good German. But um, yeah, it was a normal time. Like we had, like my stepfather, he was looking after me always. Like um, I think without him, it would be a much harder life. He was always there. He supported me in football. He was the first one that bring me to football. And yeah, it was like, um, yeah, a difficult time as well because like in Germany on that time as well, um, um, it was like it's cool and everywhere. Like you had always like people that they don't was not liking me how how I was on that time. Like they had a lot of problem with my skin color and stuff like that. Really? It was really a not nice time. But um, till I more grow and grow, I get more stronger and stronger, and that was not a problem anymore. But it was like. At the start, a very difficult time, but at the end, was a lovely time as well. Do you think these experiences have made you more resilient, you know, as an adult? Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's of course this with that experience that I had there makes me definitely a little bit, yeah. So you had some some challenges to overcome. When was it that you decided you wanted to play football? Was it your stepfather? I'm right in thinking that that thought it would help you integrate into sort of German society. Yeah, I think so as well. It was more, uh, more, uh, more his idea because. I don't even know what it was football. I don't even know what was a ball, what was a ball mm -hmm. at that time. You just like, loved your marbles. Yeah, <laughs> I just love marbles, birds, and stuff like that. I was not even thinking about playing football, but I start to um, like uh, when he sent me to the first like we play some and, and with some kids around there. I loved that, and I remember I seen as well when my mom told me like um, when I went to school. Um, and that time and I was not good at school at that moment and she said then to me like um yeah if you don't you don't, you are not good at school anymore you can't go to the football you can't go you're not allowed and I was crying I was saying oh my god no and I need it I love it so much like you you go there you play with your uh, uh, mates from around and like it brings together and it's something different you know and that's why I was so upset about it this was the situation that I can remember of her but yeah it's yeah and how and when did your first professional contract come about? And my first professional contract was when I was 17. Um, uh, it was in the second league in Germany. It was a team, uh, uh, the name is Arminia Bielefeld. They play now at the moment in the first league in Germany. And yeah, this was the first professional contract that I signed. And um, I never was really thinking about to sign a professional contract so early because I was I was just playing for just fun. Like I was just playing and 
it was like next to the school something that I done and then I don't know after <laughs> after then few years and I was 17 then yeah from nothing something the club comes and say yeah we want to make you a professional footballer I mean like wow crazy what does it mean that now for me everything's changed from that day on and how proud must your family have been for that moment yeah there was my stepfather and I went they couldn't believe it they couldn't believe it especially that I was playing for in that time a second league team as a 17 years old and uh, they couldn't believe it it was a shock of family in that day and it, it led to a, a, a junior appearance for kind of German national team. Was that a bit conflicting for you? Because where do you feel more Cuban or do you feel more German? And, and you know, when you're representing Germany, how, how did you feel about that? Was there deep down, oh, I'm playing for, I'm playing for the right team here? <laughs> um, no, it's it, it was like, I think on that time, I don't really was caring a, a lot for which team I play for, which nationality. Um, I think like it was like just an experience. I think I had a one game or something like that in the national team, and then uh, some some other uh, training camps and everything. Um, but it it was just normal. Like I, I liked it a lot. It doesn't matter if it was Germany or if it would be for Cuba. I think more now after I grow more in the game and everything, I feel more I have to, in that time now a lot more responsibility for the Cuban people in community instead of. Germany, because Germany already, it's a big country, they have a big players and it's something different. Like, I don't see myself there. I, after time I grow up and I know exactly like, okay, look, um, I know where I come from and I want to support my country. I want to, I'm proud, I'm proud Cuban and that's why I see me more now as a Cuban. Did the Cuban people know much about you? I know you touched earlier on when, when you became the first Cuban to, to play in the Premier League and then to score in the Premier League. They obviously followed that, but do they watch a lot of football and follow your progress quite closely? There's a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot of people that still have contact to them. They have Instagram, social media and stuff like that. And there's, they're, there's, they support me still and they support all the Cubans players because I'm not the only one. There's some, they play in a major soccer league in America some around Europe as well, some in Germany that I know. We are all to each other connected. and But I think they don't have this, the possibilities in Cuba to, like some, yeah, because they can afford it, but the rest, they don't have the possibilities to to see some games at the weekend or something. But we have a lot of fan groups in Cuba, like Chelsea fan groups. I don't know if they have a Norwich fan group, but I sent some... They should do. <laughs> yeah, they, they should do. I sent some tops to uh, like shirts from us last year and everything to Cuba and um, a lot of them, they wear them. They're happy and proud of that, but they have a lot of fan groups as well. On the on the flip side, obviously, you know, it's a really proud moment when you score in the Premier League, but have you ever encountered any resentment from people who haven't had the opportunity that you've had, you know, in Cuba? Or has it been, you know, hopefully it's been all positive, but... No, no, no. I never had something like that. Like, they're, they're all like, um, like I only got a lot of good messages from all the community and there was no one really there that was uh, jealous. They was proud. They're proud that they were, I got a lot of text messages like, oh, we are proud that one of us done it and um, made his way in life. And yeah, that's the only message that I got, but nothing about jealousy or something. We, I think as well, like the Cuban, they are not jealous about nothing. They are very like nice, really nice. Uh, they are really nice people and they accept when someone has a good life and, um, and the other not, they accept what they have. You must appreciate everything that you've got now. 
Definitely, of that, definitely. Of that grounding. Did it, you, you said when you first sort of started going to school in Germany, um, a, a, you weren't very good at school, but you're doing it in a new language. So I think you can be forgiven for that. I think we're, we'd all be, we'd all struggle on that. But um, when you started getting into the football and going to a professional club, how did you integrate there? How were you accepted by your fellow players there? It was easy because in that time as well, um, there was not only like nothing against Germans or whatever. There was not only Germans. There was like a multicult. Like there was not only there was Turkish players. We had Russian players. We had uh, Portuguese players. We had Spanish players there around. Like always in football was a little bit different. Like you had in football always a lot of different um, countries and people that come from ever around and and it started with me already when i was younger like when i went to the football that's why i love to go to the football there was not only not only someone that come from cuba there was someone that come maybe i don't know from america from there from from italy like it's it's different and all all of them they want to kick the ball you know there's nothing about how you look like or everyone want to just have fun how important is that inclusivity element of it I think it's 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 very important in life. Like um I said in that situation, like no one look really after if you have uh, not the best Nike shoes on or if you have something you look different or whatever. The people like that just wanna have fun. Like you can have a nice match and sometimes you have a loser, sometimes you have winners and that's how it is. And is there an element sometimes in football of, of players can be a bit shallow? You say if you've not got good shoes on or you're wearing the right gear. Have you found in England that, that there's any of that or is everyone kind of on a level playing field? I mean, yeah, I mean, sometimes... You can be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, in that stage of age, like now, um, there's, there's, there's that situation where I am, there's no one really that has, like... Um, and that's their age, like everyone has now like contracts with Nike, with Adidas and Puma and they're all, they're big brands. They have like, they're, they're, I think there's not, not, not anymore an ugly shoe, like in the nineties or whatever, this, <laughs> this black Adidas shoe. You've got some everyone... very nice ones on right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, there was a point not that long ago where it was unforgivable to wear anything other than a black football boot. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And that's why. And and that time, like I, I never could. I remember in my time when I was seventeen in the professional, uh, like in my old club, the first professional contract that I signed. Um, there was like there was like really old players, and they all was wearing like black shoes, like black Adidas, black Nikes. And I come, I think, mom, because my mom she bought me like when I was in that age, one shoe that I still have in, in Germany at home. Um, she bought me a nice Nike one, red Ni Nikes, and um, I come with them to the training, and everyone was saying, what. You are 17 years old and wear such shoes, type of shoes, and I understand it. And but this is like just the generation, you know. The generation changed. Like it's not more like the 80s where everyone say like, oh, okay, well, your black shoes is normal. But now it's like pink shoes. You have every different colors. That used to be a it used to be a kick me sign if you were running <laughs> yeah. around in, in yeah. white or pink boots. Yeah. But it's all changed now, isn't it? Do you think your upbringing has helped keep you grounded then? Because obviously you've achieved a lot already, and you're in a position that a lot of people could be quite envious of. How do you keep your feet firmly on the ground? I think yeah, um, I don't know. I've, I've, I don't really think so much about it. Like I just enjoy the game, and I am how I am. Like I don't really think so much about it like I don't I just I'm I'm happy that I could be here like that I have this opportunity and I appreciate it a lot like I don't I don't think so much about that stuff
And is Norwich very much home for you now? Obviously, you had a couple of different clubs in Germany before you came here. You've been here for a couple of years now. How have you found life in Norwich and, and how are you finding it now? <laughs> for me, Norwich is my my life changer. Like, um, that's for sure. Like, um, um, before... I, I come to uh, uh, to Norwich like it was like I was very scared like I was thinking are you sure about it are you sure to move completely the country and um, stay here but at the start always with a mind and back in the mind that I go back to Germany but after now like after a few years like three years earlier in, in Norwich like I feel like I never want to go back because yeah i remember from the start on like when i come to the country and i couldn't speak perfect english i know that but i went then with a mate like that play, was playing here don't play anymore here dennis sabrini um we went to um the morrison and like i wanna i just want to buy some food and whatever and then at the like when you know when you pay your stuff the the woman behind there she was saying oh how was how, how was your day are you okay and i had a shock I said, I said to him, like, why they're so nice here? Like, it's weird. Like, in Germany, I never had a situation where someone really there, like, and you go buy some food, and everyone is like, yeah, here, beep, beep, beep. And she was talking with us, and I was thinking, oh, my God, that's already here. Different place, wow. and I liked it so much. Makes like, all the difference. Yeah, definitely. And we've got an Argos. Yeah. We can <laughs> yeah, have that no. in Germany. I mean... I've got some bad news though. I'm sure you've already heard it, but the catalogue got discontinued last year. Oh yeah, no, no. Yeah, I, I saw it on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, some... Bad people, news, hey? Yeah, it's horrible, I know, but I sent already on Twitter, yeah, what's going on, Argos, but they don't answer off that. <laughs> we'll try and get an answer for you. Yeah, they, but they have still the little ones. They have still, they have still, still some little ones that are out that uh, I remember on my birthday, everyone was sending me <laughs> presents and this was just... A lot of Argus, Argus books. It just came off the back of uh, an answer to what do you like about Norwich in a program page and that was it. You became the poster boy for Argus. Know, but I other know. than Morrison's and Argos, what else do you love so much about Norwich? Definitely the city, the people here around and especially now I live a little bit outside of Norwich. Is a lot of, um, they have a, it's like a lot of countryside as well here. It's not only like just the city centre and everything, it's just as well like all around and you have the nice coast where you can go and it's 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 a lovely area. I don't know. I heard about a lot of time that people saying oh, you are very happy that you are in Norwich because then in the UK there are a lot of other different parts that are not so nice. And yeah, I appreciate that because I I feel comfortable here and I wish to stay here a long time and that's why I'm happy. I'm happy here and really I don't I can't see me somewhere else at the moment. That's why. That's really nice, Tim. Would you ever want to live on a farm then? Because you said your mum's obviously got a lot of animals where she lives. <laughs> Would suit you, maybe. It's nice, but I don't see me. <laughs> I don't see myself as a farmer. But, <laughs> There's but, yeah. still time. You've, You've got, got the option here. Let's <laughs> be honest. That's true. That's true. That's why. But I think it's a hard, uh, hard job to do. And um, I, I see myself when I'm retired and old. In well, a long time. In a long time. Maybe on a beach in Cuba with a nice cigar. <laughs> or on Galston Beach. That's nice too. Yeah, or yeah, Chroma. Yeah, yeah, maybe there. I don't know. So weather is good. Yeah, maybe why not? <laughs> so I just want to touch on your um, relationship with the Cuba international side. It's a little bit complicated, isn't it? Because you did receive a call up. I think it was in 2018. But the government blocked that. Sounds a bit complicated. Can you explain what went on there and what is going on there? Um, I don't know a lot. Um, I only know that um, I had a call up. I have like I had like an an invite to play for the national team. F like I was nearly booking my flight and everything. And then um, I had a message from the coach 
and he told me like, yeah, you could come, but um, you can't play. And and I say, okay, why? What's happened there? Yeah, and uh, he said like, there's a like like a F the FA here, and like the name is Inda. They are like a, like um like a, they are, they are, they do everything. The contracts for the players, they let the players play, and they are not um they was not agreeing with that and. Um, and that's why that's the only thing that I know. But the main reason as well is because they have a lot. Like you have to understand as well the other side. They have a lot in football before in Cuba. Like the 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 the, the national team, Cuban national team, they had a lot of games outside the country as well, like in the USA against America. USA America, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like against the USA. And there was like they had a game and like they had I don't know twenty five players or something like that. And I don't know how many. Like I think like nearly. I don't know, 18 players was left. There was in a hotel and the day before the game, there was left. But they not, was not left because of, of they don't want to play. They was left because they want to have a, a different life. There, there's not the other change to go out of the country. They, they don't have other possibilities. And there are players that move to maybe stay in America to get a chance in, in a major soccer league or somewhere else and play, play the football and have a dream. That's the only thing. Do you have to be living in Cuba to play for Cuba? At the moment, I think so. But also, like, we are working now on that. There's a lot of people, self, the coaches and all the people that support football, they're, they're working now for that, that they can bring a lot of football players, like, back. I signed a few weeks ago some new... Um, papers about that um explained myself why i'm not from uh, like why i don't live in cuba and why i moved out and everything what happens and i signed a new paper and everything and yeah i hope it's 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 changed like i don't know like it's it's difficult i don't i can't i can't myself by myself not understand it what's going on is exactly it frustrating when you're you guys i'm i'm the the first Cuban player to score in the Premier League, you know, which is widely regarded as... Even to play in the Premier League. Even to play League. in the Premier League. You know, surely I'm an asset for you here. I, I'm representing the country and really well. They're missing out on you. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's what I say. Like, it's now just one of my dreams as well to play for my for my home home country. Like, um, we have to see, like, what, what comes in the future. There, I only know what I know is, like, that there are a lot of people working on that to make it uh, possible and... I hope uh, it it happens one day because it's a, a, a big thing, you know, like to play for my own country and, but also like it's 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 complicated. Situation is they're very complicated, and I can't say nothing bad against it because like then it, it never will happen. You know what I mean? I have to accept it how it is the decisions, and um, uh, that's why we wait. These people do the work there, and we hope we hope that maybe next year something could happen because I'm not the only one. Like there's a lot of other fo more football players from Cuba. Maybe they don't play it in the Premier League, but in a major soccer league. And everyone try to come back and play for the country. And not everyone can, because I think that one that left early in the early years or with the with the games, like in USA, some players that leave, I think they are not allowed to come back anymore. But yeah, but um, like for me that, there's a lot of people that I, I can't, nothing for that. You know, I moved when I was young, my mom found love and that happens then, you know, and that's why maybe one day it's, uh, it's possible. If not, then it's very sad, but I think um, the people really do everything for that to make it happen. Your, your sense of connection and pride in Cuba and, and a real feeling of, you know, wanting to do the right thing for them and also represent them is coming across really strongly. But 
it's wonderful for us to hear that you feel so at home here and feel so accepted. Like it's, I don't say it's a, a happy ending to a, a difficult story. You know, it's not something that, that we've had to experience, but it's, it's, I'm really proud actually that the people of Norwich have, have welcomed you so, so much where you feel so welcome. And, you know, how, how do you like to spend your time when you're here in Norfolk? What, what do you do aside from football? Who's, who's the NL that we don't see on the pitch? Yeah, I have at, uh, I have, uh, at home my fiance and I have a baby. And that's that's a time now at the moment um, where I spend the most time. But how old is your baby? One. One. Oh, one wow. Now, yeah. One. Cool. How was the opening year? Tough. Yeah. It's a, it's. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> I realize um, I never had before. Like I don't. I know that. Like I have a sister. She has three babies and everything. Three kids. And um, but I never realized how really hard it is. Like it, it's sometimes uh, very tough. But also it's the best thing that could happen because you see how a little baby is growing and start to walk, start to speaking. It's the best thing in the world. I can't really, I can't complain against that, but also very tough. And yeah, that's the most of the time that I like when I have off. Now at the start, when I, I remember at the start, when I come to Norwich, it was not so far. Like I don't have a baby on that time. I enjoyed a lot. Like I went out Um we had nice dinners here in Norwich around. Um, um we went to the coast we we had was when i drove had my, all this time <laughs> yeah, when i drove my when my when i drove the first time uh, like a car on the right side because in germany you oh, drive course, on yeah. the left side and uh, my friend he was Dennis when he was filming at me like oh my god and on the road was like a lot of things that i done on that time and yeah but now at the moment it's more like the focus on the family and sometimes if i have time of course i do something with my mates teammates and yeah, at home I like to, um, at the moment, listen sometimes when I have five minutes or 10 minutes off, more in the evening, like, um, you know, I have like this uh, record players with a, I don't know what's the name of that, it's in English, like uh, a vinyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, so and, impressive. Yeah, and I like to listen to nice um, Cuban music. There's a big band. I don't know if you know them. The name is Buena Vista, Buena Vista Social Music. I don't, but I will. We will hit, we'll listen you have, to that. You have, yeah. you, you have to, that's for sure. You have to. They're, they're, they're very normally, I don't know if they're so famous, but they are famous because they got the permission to um, uh, uh, like um, drive around the world and uh, like to other countries and to make music, live music and everything. And it's nice music. Like, But, but you, know, you, don't, you don't know the song like, um, Go on, give us a sample. Guantanamera. Yeah, yeah, of course. Guajira, yeah. Guantanamera. Yeah, Guantanamera. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's from them. There that's we why go. I said. Exactly. And, uh, it's, it's actually the bass song for a lot of football songs. That gets stolen, <laughs> stolen by football okay, fans. Yeah, already. I don't know. That's where it comes yeah. from. Yeah. So has becoming a dad um, altered kind of your perception of life really and, and how you view football in your life at all? Yeah, it changed everything. I think it makes you, as a dad... It makes you very like quiet. It lets you more home. You have to do more like you have to support your family. Like um, you don't let your f I don't let my fiance always do the work because I know already she works a lot and uh, with the baby she have a lot of work to do. And yeah, uh, if if there's some time that I I know I'm busy as well because I have training or I have rehab at the moment. And um, when I come home, then um, I try to help in that situation. Do you find it hard when you're um, away, say for weekends or, or even weekday games away? How do you find that being away from your family? It must be quite tricky. Well, it's it's okay. I mean, um, 
I also love the football. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A good yeah. balance. Yeah, exactly. It's a definitely a good balance. Uh, like you have to accept sometimes that and that situations like you have to do your job and um I love my job and that's why um I know that like in that time they are in good hands, like my daughter's in good hands and I can trust that process and that's why yeah. Football helped you um at a young age integrate and give you give you uh, an interest. It's obviously going to be quite important. Is your daughter going to play a sport and have you decided what sport she's going to play? Mm, yeah, I think I, I told uh, my my fans already like every day like that I want that she is maybe a one day tennis player. Okay, I approve. Is she showing any signs early doors? No, not really. She <laughs> played football. She's, she oh, kicked good. the ball always, but I don't want that she play football. <laughs> Why I not? I don't know, like... Football is very is a very tough sport and sometimes very difficult and that's why I've I, seen some of you lot diving about the place. It's, <laughs> it's not as tough as you're making out. Yeah, <laughs> no, maybe me not. But I think like I don't know. Like I'm not. I think like she I, at the end of the day, if she want to be a footballer or whatever, I can't change it. Like she want to do it, then I let her do it. But I think for me as a dream, like um, it's nice to play tennis. For her and um but my fiance she always say like no she will be modeling or something like that so, yeah. okay good then let her i think you, she's fantastic she's gonna have so many opportunities yeah, and that definitely. is what is different perhaps from your first six, six years of life and that's wonderful isn't it yeah 100 so you're very settled here in norwich you've got your family and you're loving your job here what what do you remember about when you were first contacted when you were in germany to come over here who reached out to you and how did that conversation go um, like my agent, he my agent, um, he he was a good person. Like he was always helping me in football and always on my side. And he had the contact to Stuart, and um, um, I visited Stuart. <laughs> no, I don't visit him. He came to Germany on that time, and he was on Huddersfield. Okay, yeah. And uh, he wanted he wanted to bring me on that time to Huddersfield. Um, but um, we, we had a good season, and we was nearly going up to the first league. What we don't done at the end, but on that time no one knows. And Huddersfield was not so successful on that time, but they went up after the season. And um and yeah I, I met then Stuart, he came to um Germany and I remember he was speaking to me in English and I don't even understand nothing. He <laughs> just nod and smile. Yeah, yeah like he has yes. got quite a strong yeah. accent yeah. though, yeah. to and be yeah. fair. We don't always know exactly what I saying. was thinking like <laughs> Is that English? If that is English, <laughs> sorry. And I couldn't really. He was talking to me like my agent understands speaking. He couldn't speak. He could speak better English than me, obviously. And Stuart said that I was sitting there and he was speaking to me and looking to me and me like, yes. <laughs> oh my god, really? This was this was the first like where I met Stuart and um, at least you yeah. couldn't say anything wrong. Yeah, you couldn't say no. anything. Yeah, exactly. That's why I always just is the best and smile like it's the best answer. And yeah. he told you you were signing for Man United, didn't he? <laughs> <That's what laughs> no. I don't know Man United, but no, like on that time, like yeah, it was on that time for Huddersfield, and then a few years later, then he went to or not even few like one year later or something like that or half year later he went to um, Norwich, and then there was a question again, and then it takes me not a long time. Yeah, and there's definitely a German theme there because at Huddersfield, David Wagner was German as well and he was a coach for a while. And then we've obviously got the German era here with Daniel Farker. Do you do you speak German with the gaffer? How do you say gaffer in well, German? No, you're not allowed to. I got told off no, for this. Really? I announced this at the stadium. I said, the gaffer has asked for a bit. It's the boss. The boss. The, the boss. boss, yeah. I don't, say the boss, yeah. You, I don't <laughs> know What's whether we want it. What's the difference? The gaffer, I don't the think boss. gaffer's a very polite word in oh, German. Oh, really? Oh, nine. Don't, don't explain Sorry. this unless it's... <laughs> no, I, I, I only say in German, like I always say like coach, like you say 
Tra Trainer, Trainer in German, Trainer. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're <laughs> not Sorry, I yes. didn't know much German. <laughs> I could say yes. Yeah, that's good. And that's why, um, yeah, I always say trainer and um, yeah, but here, like we say, always the boss. Mm -hmm. And now he don't, he, he, when he has a private conversation with you, yeah, he speaks sometimes uh, German, but the most of the time he speaks English because um, we are here in the K and um, you speak, it's the main language to speak English. And I think it's good for everyone mm -hmm. to, for everyone that comes, um, from like uh, when I think about Pepe um, from Poland, I don't know. We say Pepe to him. Simislav. Simislav Prochetta. I had to ask a Polish person <laughs> yeah. before I read the team out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, like him, especially he, for him, is, he speaks a little bit German as well and Polish. And for players like that, that for me at the start, when you come in the change room and then someone speaks English, it's, it's good for you. Like when you learn it, you learn it better than speaking German or your main language. That's why I think it's the best to have that. And he do it. He do it very good. That's why. You put us to shame because I've only got one language. I, I did know. German at A-level, but I can't remember much of it at all. But was, um, did you know much about Daniel Farker before you moved to Norwich? Did, did he have much of an influence in, in luring you here? No, I don't. I, I know I know him, yeah, before. Um, I know that he was in um, Germany and um, and in, in, in some clubs like Dortmund, and also he don't live far away from a hometown in Germany. Oh, really? Yeah, he don't live far away. Where's that? I think he comes from near Hövelhof, but I I'm from Gütersloh. You know where Do we you know go? It? <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> like, we're, we're really familiar with it. Yeah, where we go? We when we have the training camps in Germany, is um, Marienfeld, and it's not far away from his home, like town as well, like twenty miles and. My one is like off t 10 miles away from there. That's why it's not far away. And he knows about, he knows about me before and I know, so I know about him, um, but I never like met him or something personally or something, but I know that there was someone. And then uh, when, when I met, I met him the first start and in, in, uh, in Norwich at the Holiday Inn, then yeah, he talked, we talked about everything. And then yeah, what's well, uh, definitely easier as well because I just couldn't start to speak, <laughs> to speak with someone. And in German, and he understood me, and that's why, yeah, was very How good. How did you then learn English? Because obviously you speak English really well now. Was it hard adjusting to, to, to a new language? I think, um, yeah, I think, um, how I said, like, there was, at the start, I couldn't speak, maybe one word I could say, yes, please, this was the only thing. But then um, I think I start to look English movies, I start to change my phone, um, then I practice a lot with speaking and then I had like two lessons, two English lessons, but that don't, didn't help because the the teacher where I went, he uh, had a German girlfriend at that time and he always say like, uh, I went there twi twice and he said like, he showed me like 10 minutes, 20 minutes he was and I booked for an hour and he was talking for 20 minutes in English and then the rest of the time, yeah, I have to learn uh, German because my girlfriend, she's Oh no, German. he was using you. Exactly, he was using <laughs> me. Cheek. And, and <laughs> I never, after the two sessions, I never come back. And, and then, but like, I'm, I'm lucky as well because then I find my um, girlfriend, fiance on that time, uh, now, um, that time my girlfriend, and I spoke with her all the time in, uh, in English and with the family of her. And that helps me a lot. Not only her, like as well, wherever you go, like, like it's very important to 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 speak to to because I think it's very easy when you when you start to speak with someone and someone like especially with the players that correct you they always say oh stop you say something wrong I mean I'm, I still don't speak perfect English but I definitely speak 
better English Pretty than, good. Yeah, I mean, better. if yeah. you tell us that in January 2018 you yeah, barely spoke yeah. a word, it's mind-blowing that you can sit and, and do a podcast for an hour. It's yeah. crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. Does your fiancé speak German? Are you teaching no. your... No. Do, do you speak German to your daughter so she'll grow up bilingual? No, I speak Spanish with her. Oh, amazing. That wow. She maybe learn Spanish. You're showing and, off now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but like that's what I do, Span speaking Spanish with her and uh, English is... The, the main language there in our house but I try to learn a little bit Spanish it's easier but not German German is saying a little bit difficult for them and especially for my uh, fiance she she's English she's English yeah that that's it. why there's we, no there's no change in it. it's not possible we, <laughs> we just struggle you know but, but immersion, better than us that's the yeah. only way to do it you just throw yourself into it apparently so it seems to work for you but now like obviously then you came to Norwich you, you love the area and then you you got stuck into the football. How did things in that... Because you came halfway through the season, didn't you? When yeah. It wasn't necessarily the season that we sort of first wanted, but it was Daniel's first season here. And what was it like slipping into that team? Um, yeah, it was, um, was definitely like on that time, I think was not the best season. And But you have you had on that time like some good, great players like Madison, he was a brilliant player on that time. I trained with him. Um, Josh, Murphy, Josh Murphy was on that time there. Nelson Oliveira. Do you still speak to these guys? Um, yeah, you have contact to them. Like you see them on social media. Sometimes they text you or something like that. Um, but you are not standing always with them in contact because they have, I don't know, they live now too far away. Uh, yeah, but um, you still sometimes, if you see something uh, on social media, you text them or some funny stuff, whatever. Yeah, but nothing really privately. And yeah, that's, that was a different time. But I felt on that time when I was coming to Norwich that over the years that something will change. You know, like a lot of them moved on. And Daniel, what Daniel was planning his, like creating his really, his strong team, his, his like, um, his philosophy was starting on that time. And that's why, like, I felt that already there. What, what was that philosophy then? What did you think? Because you hear we, we hear this word we quite do. a lot on the yeah. podcast. What would you describe the philosophy as? Like just how he see the football, like how he play the football, his style. You saw it on there. Like at the start, it was a little bit difficult to bring it in. But over time, and it takes time, you know, something is not like from today of tomorrow. It takes a little bit time. And then you saw this philosophy coming up in the training. People understand what he what he wanted. It takes some time. It's not easy sometimes for a trainer when he comes there and he has to work and everything has to work from there down. It's not how it is. Like it takes time. And you see it now in Norwich. You see it in Norwich, how they built the training ground, how the, 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 the nest for everything. Like it's, it's, it's something big and it takes time. And yeah, I think uh, Daniel and Stuart have done a good, great job. Do you it's, feel like you're part of something big exactly. and something that's getting even bigger? Yeah, 100%. I'm going to be a bit opportunistic okay. here, Alice, because you mentioned the nest there. And that's something we're really proud of at Norwich is the community. You talk to people, say hello to you. But the club is really responsible for the people, the lo people locally. And you've obviously talked about how you feel about people in Cuba. Have you enjoyed being part of that stuff at the club where you get to go out and meet the people you know, at football sessions or people taking part in disability sessions, that side of things. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's a nice thing, you know, like, I mean, also like, it's nice for a player to go somewhere there and to represent the club, you know, like, and everyone looks you up. There's a lot of little boys, little girls, they look you up and want to be like you. And it's a nice thing to do that and to let them know, look, everything is possible. You can one day stand here and do my job like and that's like we all I think everyone appreciate that 
and fans appreciate you giving your time as well. You as can well, tell yeah. that you're definitely a people person. So I want to move on to the championship title winning season. Yeah. Um, it started really well, didn't it? Two late goals against Birmingham. Oh. How did, yeah, just to remind you there. Yeah. How did um, how did it feel scoring those and, and that late equaliser as well? The noise must have been incredible. Yeah, it was. I remember about it, it was incredible. Like, I know I was thinking like when I changed the country and come to you, the first preseason, everything like it was like for me, I, 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 I'd wanted the dream was to come to the UK and play one day in the Premier League. It was a dream. And from that day on, like it started and to have that game and score like the two goals, this was, I think the best season, the best season start that I ever got in my life. There's nothing against that. And it was incredible where I put my shirt off and run to the fans. <laughs> Done a salto as well. I don't know, and the fans was on fire. Oh my God, I never forget. It was incredible. Was that when you the moment where you felt like Norwich fans really saw you? You'd arrived. Definitely, yeah. On that day, yeah, I think so. Yeah. That Forest game. The yes. Thrill. Oh my goodness. I mean, what a feeling that was. Oh, Ninety plus eight minutes was yeah. it? The yeah. equaliser. How did that feel? That was. Is that up there with your your best moments so far? Definitely. Like um, a few weeks ago, I saw it as well, and um. I think it was a Christmas cracker or something like that. It was yes. on Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Boxing yeah. Day. Boxing Day, yeah, exactly. Like, it was unbelievable. And I saw it a few weeks ago where she, the, the um, how do I say, the commentator? Yeah, it was on Soccer Saturday. Jackson. Yeah, exactly. Bianca Westwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Bianca, yeah, Bianca <laughs> Westwood. <laughs> I think yeah. I've gone extenders there. Yeah. But Jeff was yeah. Jeff was yeah. thrown to her and she was, oh, this is over, game yeah, over. I and know, then know, each time it was and always, Yeah, Bianca, always in Norwich. And then, oh, goal in Norwich. And always, <laughs> and it was, it was. And I have like, you know, how I said it when my hair goes up, goosebumps? Yeah, goosebumps. Goosebumps, yeah, yeah sorry. Like that. Uh, goosebumps. And I had, always when I see the scenes, it was, it was so incredible. And especially a few weeks ago, I saw that scene as well. And where we have a 3-3 three, three, and, you know, I saw, I realized, oh my God, man, how much I miss his fans now in the stadium in yeah. that game. So how like, different is it? It's, it's completely different. It's, it's, it's not even for me football. Have it's you, horrible. Do you still have that kind of excitement and those nerves when you get ready? Because obviously there aren't fans, but you're still occasionally on Sky, still thousands or hundreds of thousands of people watching you. Yeah, but it's, it, it's not the same. It's definitely not the same. I think, um, of course, you get a feeling like, oh yeah, you are in a game. Um, you have to focus, you have to be concentrated, um, you, you want to win, uh, you don't want to lose. But it's different when the fans are around and you feel it, you feel a little bit of pressure. You have to... But you feel more pressure without the fans? No. No, no. less, no I, pressure. I, I feel less pressure. I don't know how other ones are, but I feel less pressure. I feel more pressure when the fans are there because for me, like, I want to show them yeah. and I have to show them. And you feel it as well sometimes when you... When you lost the ball, then you always say, oh, when you win the ball, yeah, you know, like it's, it's how it is. And that's why some players probably don't like that pressure. So it's good to know that you thrive off it. Yeah, uh, Maybe. Do you think I that like cost it. you guys last year? Realistically, the Premier League, you had some big battles ahead there and, and occasionally, you know, went, well, regularly went one nil down with fans in that stadium that have got behind you and sort of pulled you back into the game. Do you think it cost you guys? Yeah, it it yeah definitely as well. It will be different. It will be different when fans will be there because they will us like really push us push up really in front. But also, the Premier League is is a tough league. You know, like it's it's a very tough league. And uh, for us, um, 
I think uh, we saw for so many players of them, I think not everyone was ever playing in one of the highest league and everything. Like not everyone has the experience. We had a lot of young lads as well. And yeah, it's it was a difficult league. And of course, it it will look, let the game look a little bit different with fans, definitely. Because they push you and you fight for them and you show like we are Norwich City, we don't let us uh, going so deep down. Like we learn, won a lot, lose this game, we fight. But also really, I have to say, for me in my life, really, the Premier League was one of the best leagues I ever played in my life and it was very tough against his teams. And there were some special moments as well. Man City, <laughs> the win over yeah, Man wow, City. Yeah, this was incredible. But you missed quite a large chunk at the start of the season from that injury. Was it falling down the stairs at home? <laughs> Can you just, just tell us how that happened, if if you don't mind? Um I don't think this was definitely not Do we not need to know? <laughs> no. the official no, reason I think you, <laughs> you don't need to know, but it was definitely everyone was thinking like I fall the stairs, but I I said I think it was wrong communication about there about how it comes out or something. It was like more um, when I was walking upstairs, like I felt a pain. So you fell up the stairs? No, I don't. Fall, I don't <laughs> fall from no stairs. Nothing. I w went up the stairs to my old apartment because the lift was not working, and then um, I like was um, like when I was walking up, I moved. Uh, I, I know. I felt a little bit on my on my. Uh, on my on my knee something but it happens already at the training ground oh, okay. but we had a game a day after and i don't really know like how it uh, feels like what what is it for pain i don't know but it happens on the training ground and then i start i say i realized that in the morning because my knee was then swollen but nothing only it was i think more like it was a definitely a phone communication but at the end i have to accept about this because everyone was saying ah oh, you fall the stairs and then they start. Well, thank you for clearing it up. <laughs> and then they start to make jokes as well, like, um, and um, I don't have a problem with that because I played then this joke as well. Like on Twitter, they posted, "Yeah, please care, be careful of now, like not that he fall again, stairs oh, no, down." No, you or don't something. need it. He need maybe a stairs lift. <laughs> and then I posted on on, on on Twitter, "Yeah, here I I bought already one on August." August, <laughs> yeah, August. Yeah. it was going to be August. Like, like that's. Yeah, that's oh, how it was. But how frustrating was it? Because obviously you're you're on the sidelines and you're not able to help the team, and it's it's a tricky start. And they did miss you. There's absolutely no no doubt about that. That we were much better once you returned. But how how frustrating was that? It's horrible. It's horrible. Like I think no one liked to be injured, and um, it's not nice because you see the team is there and you want to be with them. Of course, you are. It, it's a you are there as well at the stand. You look after the game and you give them the hands after the game. Good game is saying great game, but it's not the same. Like you feel really like not 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 good. It's it's horrible. It's a horrible feeling. I I I can't uh, like um, I I don't like to think about it because um, at the moment I'm injured as well and um, it's it's not nice. I I wish because I love that game and I love to kick the ball. I I like to smell the grass on the pitch you know like this <laughs> this feelings like you and with with my teammates be like it's 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 a bad thing for me um what i've done since i was young and um it's horrible it's a horrible thing when you can't do it it must have felt like you know i finally got to the promised land the premier league and i'm not going to get a, a decent go at this i deserve this it must have been really tough to accept it's true, but I can't change it, you know. There's always a second chance. Yeah, I think it's sometimes easy as a football fan to forget how much work goes into a player's recovery because we think, oh, the player's out injured. But actually, do you have to work even harder to get back to fitness? Yeah, 100%. Like, it's... You are, like, you think about on that time where you are 
head of operation or whatever it is, like you fall out for three, four weeks. And sometimes like players like me, uh, they eat too much, you know, yeah. it goes and <laughs> that's why, yeah, they eat too much. <laughs> and that's why it goes on your weights and everything. And your condition is gone. Sometimes like you need to hard uh, to work harder. That's for sure to come back. It must be quite, I don't know. How do you balance your, your, we talk a lot about mental health at the moment. It's important. And I know the guys at Colney, they look after your, your football side of things, but they also want to make sure that you're cared for in a wider setting. How do they look after your general well-being as well as your football? Um, yeah, they motivate you every day. Like when you come to training, sometimes I have a, I have a, like not a nice morning. I wake up and think horrible day. Like I don't feel very, very, very comfortable. And uh, then you come to the training ground and then you start to see the faces and they're always in a good mood. Like they're always in a good mood. The physios and everyone, everyone like, oh, how are you now? Me like, yeah, I'm okay. And could be better. And they're like, ah, come on, be positive. And um, yeah, that's that's a great thing that you have here as well. Like they're always positive with you. They see the things good. And, and um, yeah, I like that a lot. Like. There's not always, it's not always that I come in that day. I'm all, sometimes I have a happy day as well. Yeah, not only that everyone thinks no, I have a bad day, but it's very good that you have people there that really motivates you and bring you on focus to don't lose the focus. And yeah, that's very good. It's a great place to be, isn't it? Yeah, Up definitely. There, the Lotus Training Center. Yeah. yeah, the facilities as well, incredible. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I never, sorry, in Germany, I don't know, like if they have that, like they have in some teams, but not like that. Like it's, it's the first time in my life really that I see something like that. Like, I don't know, like it's incredible with, with, with having food, breakfast, lunch, dinner, everything is there, you know, like the gym is, uh, I don't know. And they're still, they're not done. I think there are other plans and it's incredible for every footballer. I think it's, it's a dream to work here. Exciting times. And it, and it seems like there's a real good sort of mood around the camp and, and good camaraderie. Do you have much contact with your teammates sort of when you're not in training or is it a case of you're together every day, let's just have a rest when you get home? Or do you have your separate WhatsApp groups and your closer friends that you'd maybe sort of go to the cinema with when we could go to cinemas before coronavirus and all of that? Yeah, like um, sometimes like uh, there are some groups of our teammates that do something with each other and uh, they ask if like they go like they like to go for something for dinner or something like that and we don't need to eat always in the training ground it's not a must uh a must thing to do like always but you can go out for dinner or something like that or do something with the teammates and there are we have like group chats and everyone asks the other ones like the lads like you want to go out you want to have a nice dinner or something and everyone that like to to go with them the he is every time invited and the other ones that uh, don't want to do it they can stay at home or i don't know but you always there's always something that you the you get always a message of them where you can do something with them. Do you think you've made some friends that beyond Norwich, you know, after your playing career, these are the guys who will be, you know, friends for life? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Not only the guys, like I think I made a lot of friends around Norwich as well. Like everywhere I go, I have so many, yeah, like I lived uh, before here next to the stadium, there was a man, he, I don't even, sometimes like, yeah, I saw him a lot, a lot and I was thinking at the, time like he's very strange because he waited always when I went down to bring my bin down he was waiting there always so. <laughs> but then I realized oh uh, we was talking he said ah I went a few years ago to the Norwich games and everything and he became a good friend and um, he invited me always 
for a nice cake he created his own cake and stuff like that like you i have really i feel so comfortable and it's not only my teammates where you can do something um it's always here around the people like there's so many people in france that i got and that's amazing it's so nice that you take the time to meet the people because you know footballers aren't always known for that that humility you know some of them let themselves down a bit but it's brilliant that you guys have that you know you're humble enough to think well actually i'm going to make friends with with mere mortals not just my my players my playing friends yeah it's lovely like i i i enjoy it it's my job and i say like it's it's i think i'm lucky with that that i can play football and um, i appreciate that because there's a lot of other things that people do and um, they work from the morning to the evening we can be proud that we can just kick the ball at the end of the day. And it's a, a competitive squad here that, that Farker has built. And I remember reading you recently saying that um, it's good because it means it pushes you all to deliver. But how do you assess kind of the competition you're up against here? I think we have a good, good chance to go up back to the uh, Premier League. Um, I think as well with the players that we got, the new players that we got in, um, they're exactly perfect to the shape of football that we play, to the philosophy that Daniel brings uh, on the pitch. And um, I think we are very competitive. Like oh, I said, like, I think also we are one of the favorites in that league. There are a lot of other teams as well. They are, they are, I thought uh, they're good, but with our quality of players that we have, I think there's a big chance and we have to use it. I think, I think like we have to use it and I hope we will. And, um, because after we uh, see, uh, saw the games, there was no one that really scared me. Yeah. I remember at the start of the season, you were saying, you know, we need to be careful because in the championship, a lot of teams score late goals. So we need to know of that threat with our opponents. But at, at the minute, it looks like Norwich are the team that are scoring the late goals. Why is that? I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. Yeah. But it was at the first season when we went up as well, like always yeah. the late goals. Like, and um, I think, I don't know, it's, it's, it's sweet as well to our game because... The teams, the most games and the less games, the teams, like, we have, like, the most time the ball and they are, like, waiting for maybe one punch to punch us in that moment. But the most of the time we have the ball, we control the game and they try to stand compact because they know, okay, this team, they are so good with the ball and they try to stand compact and then, I don't know, it takes time. It's difficult if... I don't know nearly all of the team is defending sometimes and it takes time for the right move um, like movement or the right situation and then but we are at the last games we was always there it's been very positive recently do you think it took a little bit of time for the new players to gel because it was a little bit of a slow start um to the season but do you think that that's happened now and the players are understanding each other's games and, and working well yeah, together? yeah definitely definitely i think um for everyone that comes new, it's a little bit was a little bit difficult. They have to see how it is, and uh, but I think like they do it now everyone well. And you have as well that situation where I know remember the few weeks ago where everyone like the transfer window was open and no one, a lot of players was not focused on that and a lot of remorse about that. Do you talk about that at the training grounds? Do people say, hey, you know what, Barcelona want Max or something like that? We don't. I don't know. Like. We, we we like you read it yeah and um you go then to max max and say like ah but it's no one's you and he's like ah. <laughs> <laughs> like no one like there's a lot of in the, in the media but you don't know if it's a damn true we don't know and the players are very private no one really um talks about move or whatever like and what i like on max as well like he had he had uh, a lot of clubs behind him 
I don't know if it's true. I don't even know if it's true then, but there was a lot of big clubs behind him and he was so focused. Like he always, he don't care about it. Like he was really, he he was working hard and he don't care about something. Like he never let it on the pitch. Like he is working hard for the club and he, you you saw it. Like he, he don't care. He really was focused on this game, concentrated in the training ground. You never saw something like he was talking about it. He was making fun. Like he was making, oh, now next year you play next next to Messi and stuff like that, that just <laughs> yeah. as a teammate. But he is really one of the guys where really have a lot of respect. He was really don't caring about that. He saw himself here and he is here and he do his job. Finish. How long would you like to stay in Norwich City you know do you want is this is this it now would you like to be yeah (laughs) yeah it could be I don't know you know like I don't know I I, we had a few days ago we have like on a new training ground we have like I don't know if you ever saw it when you went to the gym there's a wall with um, all the teams that won the league or the tiles or something and um, there was my name and then there was a wall where like just legends and then there was a space free and i and your I, space to come <laughs> we now know but then i say like um uh why is uh uh this player this player there and whatever and uh, the other say yeah they're legends and all and i say yeah but alex teddy have to stand there as well because he's mm. a legend yeah, yeah. you know yeah. He, alex teddy is definitely yeah, yeah. yeah he's a legend and then i say how many games they all have they had a lot of games and i say to our fuser like i want to be there one day and and he said like yeah for many games I say uh, 300 or 400 games and he say yeah you want to exactly you want to sign a new 15 year deal or what? <laughs> I say yeah you never know Happily. that's why do they educate you of you know the history of the club and, and I know a lot of our, our ex-players people who used to play here mm-hmm. they come back and they they've integrated them brought them in to do presentations for yeah, you guys exactly, when you yeah. reach 100 yeah. caps so do they do they teach you guys about the history of the football club you don't come to a club if you are not interested yeah. in the history you find it all already before you come to the club, you read about it. And when I was coming to Norwich, I was checking first Google and check everything about Norwich. And then there was games that I don't even know about it. And I was, when I was younger, a Bayern Munich fan. Yeah, when I was playing yeah. against Bayern Munich. And, yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. You find it all out, you know, like you are interested in that area where you come, you look up the city and it, yeah. But not all players do that. No, sorry. Not, you know, it's really impressive that you did want to do that because some players and it probably, I might be a bit harsh here, but some players probably look at maybe the financial element of it and where they're going to be stationed and think, actually, that kind of suits my lifestyle. It's a a job. It's It's a very nice job. Yeah, but it definitely, you get the sense that it means so much more to you, Norwich, the club, its history and and where we're going. What would it mean to you to get promoted again with Norwich? I would think it's, it would be amazing. Like it would be a, a big thing again. And, I, I hope as well that on that time that it's we have a like just a little bit of better time with the fans and everything yeah. and um where we all can celebrate together again. That's that's a big thing because I think that's a situation that you never will forget in your life. And how I never forget that situation when we went up and we went with the bus through the city and the balcony in Norwich. It it, it was really things that you never couldn't forget on and, and in your career and it's it will be definitely amazing you had your cuban flag didn't oh, you yeah. oh, yeah, remember that seeing that yeah. Yeah. i feel like there's a few players that might not have a completely clear memory of that morning because there was a few <laughs> tired eyes uh, uh yeah. McLean have been, certainly been celebrating hard but it was an unbelievable scene in front of city hall and then through the city wasn't it what yeah a day. definitely it was 
I always say like you, you can't forget it. It's so inc it was such an incredible moment, and like of course you had the dream, but you never was thinking that you achieve it. And at the end, like I remember always every day, like when I was sitting next to Steeperman, and I say to him like, hey, Steepy, hey man, hey, we, we go up, man, and he like. Yeah, man, it's incredible. But wait, 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 no. And then game for game, day for day, and you played, you play, and he like, oh my God, we go up, man, we play Premier League. And like, it was just, I never forget that situations, really. How did you celebrate on the last day? Because it was at Aston Villa when you were promoted as the champions. Do you remember much about that night? Um, <laughs> Probably all a blur. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we we had we enjoyed the evening. We had enjoyed the day as well. But I don't I don't know. Like I think how you say like some some of them they was gone. I don't know if I was one of them. But like uh, I remember I remember some stuff that we went out with nice food with the with the team. But like um, I think I don't know. Everyone was celebrating there, and everyone was drunk and. Uh, was an amazing night, that's for sure. <laughs> it's it such a long season, isn't it? You guys have got to be so disciplined with you know, what you put into your body. I think you can be afforded a, a pretty hefty celebration Definitely. after yeah. an achievement like that. Yeah, 100%. And did you have lots of calls from, from family in Cuba and Germany? I guess they would have been immensely proud. Yeah, like I was talking to my mom and to my grandmother and everyone, and they saw that because um, that that guy that guys that work um, on that they have as well like a little bit to do with the media in Cuba and um, my grandmother and everyone saw me then on TV with the Cuban flag like it was there like the first Cuban in the Premier League and everything and it was incredible and that's why wow it's never I never can't like can't forget that situation it's it's does it's it feel incredible. good when you see the Cuban flag flying on the Barclay and the fans <laughs> and the Norwich City fans are flying that for you. Yeah, definitely. I saw a lot of fans as well. Like they had them. Like yeah. they had the Cuban. And I was thinking, oh, is, he, is he Cuban or what? <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but no, for like you. it's yeah, it's from, it was for me, and it was like it's incredible. Like I'm really, I'm just like I can't say nothing there because it's the best feeling, the best feeling that I had in my life in that situation. And with football, like I never, like I, I always was dreaming about to have something like that. And I hope again this that we do it this year because it's, it's so, such a, for everyone that play football, you know, at the end of the day, like you play for something and um, if you then have a situation where you win the, the title in, in the league and like you see it always in, in TV shows with Bayern Munich and like um, and football programs, I'm sorry, I said TV shows, <laughs> programs, you see it everywhere and you dream from that, you know, you dream just like that. Just your little kid, you dream to one day have a cup in your hand and celebrate something. And um, yeah, and that's what we done on that time. And I hope this year we can do it again. So that, that dream came true. And, and if you were to choose one more ultimate aim that you want to achieve before you eventually retire, whenever that may be from playing, what would that be? Well, you mean with uh, Norwich City? Yes, of course. Yeah, yes, absolutely. <sighs> Yeah, maybe you're playing one day in the Champions League. Yay, there we or, go. Or a league hey. or something like that, you never know. There's like, plenty of time. Yeah, exactly, that's why. So we know what you mean to Norwich. What does Norwich mean to you? Norwich, Norwich means for me definitely um, a life changer. I come to Norwich like as a different person. I changed a lot. Like as a person, my personality changed. My view about things in life changed. Um, obviously, family and my baby and like for me Norwich is a big thing like I I'm in love with Norwich like I don't I played in a lot of different clubs in my life yeah and um, I never saw something like Norwich I never saw some 
nice like people around not only in a football car, uh, club around the city like I never had such a good feeling here about it and that's why I think it means for me a lot a lot definitely a lot it's so good to hear isn't it so promotion this season top four finish next season and then your ultimate dream will come true Champions League football <laughs> I hope so it has been an absolute pleasure having you on All in Yellow podcast thank you so much for joining us Anel thank you thank Thanks, you much Anel. cheers thank you Oh, an absolute pleasure to speak to Anel, wasn't it? And I don't think anyone can be in doubt about how important Norwich is to him and how much he absolutely loves being here. In fact, he kind of suggested it might even be the club he fancies staying at. He's clearly a guy who loves wearing the yellow and green. And as we talked about earlier, he's had such a phenomenal journey to get here. And it really makes you proud to have someone like that playing for our football club. Absolutely. And he's so proud to play for Norwich, which makes all the difference, doesn't it? So make sure you subscribe to the All In Yellow podcast as we aim to bring the best Norwich City inside out there right to you we're on apple podcasts and spotify just search all in yellow and we're also on the norwich city youtube channel if you prefer your podcasts in visual form thank you for listening and see you next time <laughs>